Hello, hello, my friends, and welcome to the daily run through the book of Titus. And we are in Titus chapter one. Welcome to episode three. And um, the second half of this verse, depending on the the uh, translation they're reading, I think it'd be a little confusing. So I tend to use the New King James Version, and I think maybe one of the weaknesses with the New King James Version is that it's uh, not necessarily always trying to be a uh, a new translation, but a uh, an update of the King James Version of the Bible. And so uh, with that, uh, sometimes the language gets a little convoluted. And um, so anyway, let's read it, and then we'll, we'll talk about it. It says, Paul, a bondservant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledgement of the truth which accords with godliness. So I don't know about you, but that's, that's pretty wordy. Um, but especially when he says according to the faith and, you know, and uh, what was that last part there again? and the acknowledgement of the truth, which accords with godliness. It's like, what in the world? <laughs> you know, um, I don't know if you read that or you heard that and you're like, oh, I know exactly what he's talking about, but I didn't. Um, so I look back at the King James Version and it says this, Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledgement of the truth, which is after godliness. So that is pretty, pretty close to the New King James Version. And so uh, I opened up my little Bible app here and I was comparing some different ones. And and I think I think if you read, like, let's read the ESV, which um, is very popular right now amongst Bible teachers, and I think for good reason. Um, and it reads this way, Paul, a servant of God and apostle of Jesus Christ, for the sake of the faith of God's elect and their knowledge of the truth, which accords with godliness. So that seems to be, to me, much uh, much more easy to understand. So on, on my little app here, right below that, it has the NIV, which says um, very similar wording. In fact, the uh, the first uh, the first line or two are almost exactly the same. It says, Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to further the faith of God's elect and their knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness. And so, you know, as I read these, um, it didn't really change the meaning. But the uh, the wording seemed to be uh, much uh, much more clear, and so like if you read the New Living Translation, which is uh, more of a paraphrase, it says this: "This letter is from Paul." You know, in the other letters it just says Paul, uh, a slave of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ. And then he says, "I have been sent to proclaim the faith to those God has chosen." Now the other ones don't say "I have been sent" because that's the idea of an apostle. An apostle is a sent one. But I think that the translation team on the New Living Translation probably thought, you know, the majority of people aren't going to understand, um, and maybe not the majority of people, but many people are not going to understand that the word apostle means one who is sent. They're going to think, well, that's a title, right? Because that's oftentimes how it's used um, in modern times and sometimes in the, in the uh, Bible as well. And so... Um, he says, says, I've been sent to proclaim faith to those God has chosen and to teach them to know the truth that shows them how to live godly lives. Now, I think that that's a, if you're if I was going to paraphrase this, in, in other words, if I was going to put this into my own words to try to uh, to try to say what the author is author means, I think that that's that's pretty accurate. Uh, 
you know, when we go back to the, the new King, <clears throat> excuse me, the new King James, he says, Paul, a bondservant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ. And then you get that weird kind of according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledgement of the truth, which accords with godliness. And so I think the confusion for me, at least comes in when we have this according to the faith of God's elect, because that word according, of course, can, can mean different things. And, and it can almost be read like, well, I'm an, I'm, I'm, I'm only an apostle according to their faith, which is not exactly what he's saying. He's saying, I was sent for the sake, as it says in the ESV, for the sake of the faith of God's elect. So he's talking about, I'm a servant of God, an apostle, and not just for my own purposes, right? I was called and I was sent for this purpose, for the sake of the faith of God's elect. And their knowledge of the truth that leads, as the NIV says, that leads um, to godliness. And so this is, this is, I think, uh, something I, I think is important to consider. Paul lays out his calling, right? That he's called to be a servant and an apostle, but he's not just called to be those things for his own purposes, just for, you know, Hey, I'm an apostle. Hey, I'm a servant of God. Okay, well, great. Well, you know, if you have servants, your servants have jobs, right? If I had a servant, the, the servant's job is to do what I ask them to do in order to serve me or to serve the other members of my household, right? If you had, a, if you had servants in your house and you have a wife and kids or a husband and kids and they're your servant, you, I think you would expect the servant not to just serve you and you alone, right? We wouldn't think, well, I have this servant who, you know, I have a butler or I have, a, a, you know, a housekeeper or, a, you know, I have a maid or I have a cook. Um, they're my servants, but they don't serve my family. They were, you know, my, my cook only cooks for me and my, my, uh, my butler only answers the door when it's people that are coming to see me. You know, that, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. The servant of the master of the home serves the family of the master. And I think this is a beautiful thing because when we talk about being servants of God, yeah, we're servants of God, but he's, he's the master. And so therefore in our service, we ought to be serving not him alone, but his family. And, and I think that's what Paul is saying here is that he's a bondservant of God, which, which means he's not just there to serve himself, but he's here to serve the family of God. And he goes, an apostle of Jesus Christ, one who is just is sent out for, for a reason, right? He's not just sent out like, hey, I'm sending you out because I don't know if that happened to you when you were a kid, but it sure happened to me where I was sent out from my home. My mom said, get out of the house, go outside. And usually when she'd send me out, though, she would give me some sort of direction, go outside and, you know, and vacuum the car, go outside and wash the car, go outside and um, rake leaves or sweep off the back porch. And there were times where my mom just said, go outside because she was annoyed with me, you know, and when she sent me out with no mission, um, nothing to do, I was often very bored with that because there was nothing to do. She would sometimes say, go out and find somebody to play with. And if there was someone to play with, great. But if there wasn't, that was difficult. But generally, when she sent me out, she sent me out with a purpose. I didn't always like the purpose because I was a lazy kid who didn't want to rake leaves and didn't want to mow the lawn and didn't want to wash cars. I wanted to stay inside and read comic books. 
but I was sent. I was sent out by my mother. And so the whole reason I'm bringing this up is for you to ask yourself, wait a minute. If I'm a bondservant of Christ, as I believe every Christian is, if you're a servant of him, well, how are you serving his family? Because it's easy to say, oh, I'm serving the Lord. Because he's not requiring a bunch of you. God doesn't come to you in with needs, right? God doesn't need you to pray for him. God doesn't need you to encourage him. God doesn't need you to support him at certain times in his life. He doesn't need your emotional support. He doesn't need your financial assistance. He doesn't need you. And so it's pretty easy to serve a God that doesn't need you. And so I think the thing we need to consider is that the serving the Lord shows up most in how we serve others. I'll say that again. The way that we serve God, the, the most clear way to serve God is, is by serving others. Because again, he doesn't need you. But other people, they can need you. They can demonstrate need. They can come calling at inconvenient times for you. And the second part is, you know, he says, I'm an apostle. I'm sent out. Now, I believe that, you know, Paul had a, a specific role as an apostle, but I believe that we are sent out as well. I believe every Christian is a sent one to a, to a, um, to a degree, an, an apostolos, a, a sent one, one who is sent out. Now, why are we sent out? Well, I believe that we are sent out, like Jesus sent out his apostles for the Great Commission. They'll go out into all the world, baptizing them, you know, teaching them to, to obey the things I have, uh, that I have taught you. And, and that's what he says here at the end. He says that he's an apostle according to the faith of God's elect. And like at the end of he says, and right to further the faith of God's elect and their knowledge of the truth that lie, the truth that leads to godliness. Right, so he's saying, I'm sent. I'm sent out to further their faith, and also that they might know how to live godly lives. And I believe that that's a lot of what he's going to be talking about in the book of of Ephesians, talking about us living in faith and living godly lives, because the way that we live matters. Living godly lives, lives that glorify and honor him, lives that demonstrate the truth of what we believe. It matters. It matters. And this is something I've said a lot of times before, and you'll hear me say it again. People out there in the world that don't know the Lord seem to know how Christians ought to live. And when we live contrary to that, when we live lives of wickedness, when we live lives of of um, self-centeredness we live lives that are uh, that demonstrate um, hate anger um, I, I hate to say judgmental uh, being judgmental because that's that's such a can of worms but yeah those you know when we judge people based on our limited understanding we have when we demonstrate what we call unrighteous judgment they know they know. They recognize it. They recognize when we are um, when we are practicing sin, but um, 
trying to make it sound like we're enjoy, you know, we're just enjoying our freedom in Christ. Um, they know, they know. So the way we live matters because the world's watching. God bless you. Talk to you next time.